All-Star Weekend might be behind us, but we got plenty to talk about from the weekend. We got some rankings from the four major sports on All-Star Games from you, the fan. And we we talk about what I am looking forward to while the Florida Panthers still wait nine days until they play hockey again. So we're going to discuss that on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Monday, February 7th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, this weekend was All Star Weekend for the NHL in Las Vegas, Nevada, at T-Mobile Arena, and part of places outside of T-Mobile Arena. Uh, as you saw, if you did watch the skills competition and the All Star Game, there's parts that was on the Strip on the Bellagio Fountains, which if you listen to Friday's episode, I've always seen the Bellagio Fountains. I just didn't put the name to it. So I want, I still wanted to surprise myself to see what the Bellagio Fountains are. They, they were talking about. So it was pretty cool setting right before uh, the actual skills competition um, on that happened on uh, Friday night for the NHL and the participants. So a little bit of a recap of what happened in Vegas on Friday night. Jordan Cairo wins the fastest skater competition. Uh, Jack Campbell wins the um, and Andre Vasilevsky win the safe streak uh, competition. So that one was one that I got right over uh, Nick Fairbanks. Um, Fountain Faceoff. Uh, Zach Wenski. That's the one where they went to the Bellagio Fountains. Uh, they put the different parts uh, on the fountain, and you just shot what I. There was a cool image. I like I really like the scenery more than the actual composition. There's a freeze frame of Jonathan Huberto shooting, and then you see his name on the projection on the fountain that says his name, and then just uh, Jonathan Huberto uh, shooting in right into the fountain. And it, it kind of not like this matters anyway, but he was the guy who went first, and he was the tone setter, and he had he had the time at least in the um, the first round of the longest time to shoot through all the targets. So I was like, why you got to do who like that? But whatever, <laughs> but you could tell that was also a pre-recorded prior to all that, because of course they're not going to change into jeans uh, and then right back to where they're um, fa- where they're wearing their hockey gear. So that was uh, also pre-recorded hardest shot. Victor Hedman of the Tampa Bay lightning won it. So both uh, Nick and I predicted that one breakaway challenge, um, which, it's I feel like sometimes the NHL tries a little bit too hard to be like the NBA on their uh, their uh, system on they on how they try to like judge of like the kind of like the slam dunk comp- competition and all. And I think that it's. And the, the guy who won Alex Pedrangelo, um, they, they counted a 19 on it. And 
when Trevor Zegers had like a blindfold goal and also Jack Hughes also had one where he did like a magic trick and then had little Jack Hughes and scored a goal and then threw the stick into the crowd at the same time, like what Jack Hughes did um, with an overtime winner earlier this season. And, you know, that it's not about, it's not about Trevor Zegers not winning. It's about marketing. I think this is what it's all about marketing your players. And if you put that Trevor Zegers wins, because kids are going to take this more seriously than people like, like, like myself, but you're taking away an opportunity to market the game by putting Trevor Zegers winning as that composition. And I think of no other perfect player right now in the NHL right now, who's in their first year in the league and Trevor Zegers, a big personality that kids are going to see, wow, like this guy is the winner that I want to be just like him, but I'm sure there's kids out there who still want to be just like Trevor Zegers. Like, I think we, we need more people who, who want to be just like him. Um, the 21 and 22, which was very Vegas E um, Joe Pavelski wins that one. They shoot into uh, cards and didn't know what that the cards were going to run out that you couldn't shoot at some of these targets again. So it was like, once you got these, that you were out. So, and weirdly everyone got 21. So that was a design. I feel like that was somewhat designed that way, but Hey, credit to the players for having the aim to get those cards to get to 21. So better than I could ever do trying to, and I, that was something that I would, uh, Definitely embarrassed myself if I if you were to give me a a, a stick and, and a puck to try to shoot to those uh, cards. So <laughs> credit to those players. Uh, accuracy shooting. Uh, Sebastian Ajo wins it and he uh, gets it like four in a row uh, within like less than 15 seconds. So Sebastian Ajo wins the accuracy shooting competition. But something I thought about was the fact that next year's uh, All-Star game is going to be in Sunrise, Florida. I think about some of the cool activities that the NHL can do South Florida related. And here's the thing. They said South Florida. They didn't say Sunrise. They didn't say Fort Lauderdale. They didn't say West Palm Beach. They didn't say any of those. So it gives an opportunity for the NHL to kind of think about where are they going to hold their festivities throughout the weekend. The Florida Panthers, as you see, as you, if you've been following this team for Honestly, the last uh, decade plus, they are very firm. They are they are very Broward County based. That they want to make their home Broward County, even though they're still South a South Florida team. Uh, a lot of their fans are still in the Miami metropolitan area too. They want to put their staple on Broward County, and that is something that is very obvious to the Viola family and and the way they market their team too. So. What are they going to do when it comes to All-Star Weekend in South Florida? They didn't say a specific city. So I think about the possible competitions that you could put in South Florida when the NHL does bring the All-Star Weekend. Like how they did the Fountain Face-Off? Why not? Why not put the players on airboat rides in the Everglades and put targets there and shoot the puck from different locations uh, as part of a competition. Or you could close off part of Fort Lauderdale Beach or Hallandale Beach or Delray Beach, whatever, 
and you have players shooting parts into the ocean as well. That that could be something cool. Something uh something that you could do like how they did 21 in 22 to uh, for the cards in Vegas. Possibly you could shoot into things like names of like nightclubs or something like that like I don't know club live or you could put iconic uh parts of like colony hotel um and and then put numbers related to that I don't know I'm that's just me thinking on the top of my head of things that they could uh do related to South Florida so they have plenty they have plenty of time to to definitely uh to definitely put something together that could be very South Florida based. Aaron Brown of the Hockey News talked about how about they do something related to Florida Man, <laughs> then they uh, they do something related to that. So I think that would be funny. By the way, there is an actual beer called Florida Man now, so I don't know how I feel about that. I have never tried it, but now there's a beer called Florida Man. So that could be that could definitely uh, be something that the NHL could try to do as like a a little bit of a joke, but kind of like make it a little competition about something. So that's really what they have. The NHL does have time and it's not until uh, next February. But hey, the Florida Panthers and South Florida, the region, they got this opportunity taken away from them in 2021 with COVID-19. But now it's better late than never that this region gets an all-star game. Now the the team is great, not just good. They're great. They're competitive. They're hopefully on their way to a division title and they're going to maybe that markets the team a lot better. And I think of a region like St. Louis who won a Stanley cup the year before they hosted the all-star game and how much more hype that that brought to the city uh, for when the NHL came for the all-star all-star weekend. And I'm I'm more excited more for the region than the actual game itself. But hey, the that that's really what it's all about. It's about celebrating the region, it's about celebrating the players and their successes. Jonathan Huberto, let's let's quickly talk about the All-Star game itself. Um he got two points, a goal and assist as well, and he uh made his a case early for All-Star game MVP, but uh, didn't the, the Atlantic Division didn't get out of their first game, so the champion ended up being the Metropolitan Division. Claude Drew gets the All Star Game MVP, so that's pretty much when it comes to that for the actual game itself that was uh, played. But we're going to talk more about All Star Game rankings between the four major sports and the praise that the Florida Panthers got from All Star Weekend. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bill Bar. This is the time of year, and I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, then you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow eve. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fa- favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Mmm, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, Built Puffs. 
and gluten. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to build.com and scroll down to the macro chart and you'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain under 30 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious, and it'll be good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 over at Built.com. So back to talking about All-Star Weekend and some of the praise that the Florida Panthers have gotten throughout the weekend. And... This was an opportunity to talk about some of the team accomplishments from an NHL macro perspective and overall overview of it. And lots of praise came from Ray Ferraro of ESPN slash ABC talking about how if you're bored, turn on a Florida Panthers game. You'll, you won't be bored within the first three minutes. And something that even Andrew Burnett talked about in one of his press conferences a few weeks ago saying, uh, when you turn on a Florida Panthers game, you'll be entertained. And the, the the league is has really, really, really taken notice. And that is a beautiful thing. Rod Brindamore, head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, talked about how the Florida Panthers are a juggernaut team, that they're they're not one to be messed with, that they're one to be taken seriously. And great to see um the the praise all over from all different parts of the broadcast talking about where the Florida Panthers are this season. Of course, Rod Brindamore, um, the Florida Panthers have defeated uh, the Carolina Hurricanes both times that they faced each other this season, including an overtime win on the road in Carolina. And that will be Florida's first game uh, when they do return in nine days from now. But who's counting? <laughs> but also they talked about the how there's no coaching in the All-Star game, which is kind of obvious that they're just relaxed there they're just chilling Pete DeBoer former uh, Florida Panthers coach now Vegas Golden Knights coach said that he was a little hungover Vegas baby <laughs> so the the that's a they had they had a little fun there and of course uh, that that's really what it's meant to be it's about celebrating a season getting a little bit of a break getting having a little bit of time to unwind and just reflect on everything even me as a non-player and a podcaster myself who covers this team I kind of have a step back from afar and just kind of get to think about what this season has been and what this Florida Panthers season has been as a whole and just think, ponder, go through all the different parts of the season through through 40-some-odd games. And, and I kind of want to, later on, before the Florida Panthers do play again, I kind of want to look back into the season in sections and see – where was this team then? Because I can, of course, I can try to register in my mind and say it out loud. But of course, I want to go back and actually look at the game situation. Of course, I have game notes. Um, but talk about 
where they were and how much they've recovered since or how much they haven't recovered since. But I mean, with the Florida Panthers case, they have uh, they have recovered from some of the lows that th- that has happened, especially the road woes. So, so I, I want to I, I'm probably going to break down some more of that later, later on this week or maybe even next week before the Florida Panthers um, do play again. But it's been it's been a dream and it's been and the players for the Panthers they they are getting much much rest i mean you you see uh anton lindell hanging out with just barry cockney of the carolina hurricanes and there was a picture on the florida Pan- panthers uh, facebook group of a fan taking a picture with uh anton lindell at at the beach so th- that that's pretty cool that anton lindell's uh getting uh his uh time off um anthony duclair posted on his instagram that he's going on vacation with uh jonathan huberdo and his brother as well so the the, the pan and their players are getting some well-deserved uh, time off uh, for sure. And hopefully, uh, I mean, I would say hopefully, but I know with how locked in they are and how how Andrew Burnett has spoken about his team coming into practice, they look forward to coming to practice. They they have a little pep in their step when they're coming in. So that, honestly, that's not really something that I – am personally worried about when it comes to when the Florida Panthers do eventually return uh, to action. It sucks that their uh, run that they've been at was interrupted by this all-star slash Olympic break. But going forward with all-star game, I posted something on the Lockdown Florida Panthers Twitter account asking fans of, uh, of not only hockey, but if you've happened to follow the four major professional sports, what are your all-star game rankings from best to worst? And I'm going to give mine right before I read responses from the fans. Mine are mine is this. NBA, MLB, NHL, and the NFL. If, this is just my opinion, if the MLB still had that home field advantage, if whoever wins gets home field advantage in the World Series, that would be number one. And it's not about, and excuse me, it's about the effort put in to the game, a, a little bit of a sense of urgency that makes the quality better for Major League Baseball. And if you disagree, feel free to at the at LO underscore FLA Panthers or myself at Mondo Man 12. And it, there's no wrong answers here, by the way. It's just all opinion based. But th- those are my those are my opinions based on um, all star game and the product put from from all the all four major sports. Alexander Tafol says MLS, NBA, MLB, NHL, and NFL. And I'm a casual soccer fan. I don't really watch too much of it. But I did recall that MLS All-Star has the MLS All-Star team versus a team from Europe. Because MLS season happens in the summer while the European soccer leagues are on their offseason. So they have a chance to play against uh, against uh, the the MLS and it doesn't interrupt their season. Uh, Hunter Hodes, the the host of Locked On Penguins, says MLB, NHL, NBA, and NFL as his rankings. Uh, Jose Banks uh, says NBA, NHL, MLB, and he says, "Is there a fourth All Star game? MLS, I guess. I haven't seen that one." <laughs> Elliot uh, says MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. Uh, at Hockey Poppy, uh, doesn't doesn't say a name on this one. 
MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. At Believing in Miami says MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. And goes uh, through a summary of each of these when uh, when listing all of the four major sports. But the the Florida Panthers uh, and, the, and the NHL, they I'm very excited for uh, the, this team and this franchise to be getting the, the all-star game into South Florida and maybe the different unique events that this region is going to come up with when when they do eventually bring it bring it to the region. And I, I, that's really the one thing I'm wondering. I, I, I really don't care about the game itself. I just wonder how this region is going to be celebrated because this region gets talked about all about parties and all that stuff. One thing I'm not looking forward to, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. How many times are we going to hear in the next year the Florida Panthers play on South Beach? It's going to drive me insane the amount of times we're probably going to hear that. So prepare yourselves, Cats fans, that we're likely going to hear something related to the Florida Panthers play on South Beach. No, they do not play on South Beach. The Miami Dolphins don't play on South Beach. The Miami Heat don't play on South Beach. The Miami Marlins don't play on South Beach. Each team res- respectfully plays in Sunrise, Miami Gardens, Downtown Miami, and Little Havana. None of them play on South Beach. And Inner Miami plays uh, in in uh, Fort Lauderdale, near near um, on the eastern side of the county. But for all people not in this region, stop saying that these teams play in South Beach. That's my only ask of everybody who wants to talk about teams in South Florida. Stop referring them as they play on South Beach. As a South Floridian, please. <laughs> Was not meaning to go on that rant, but that's the truth when, when it comes to where about these teams and where they play. It's not on South Beach, please. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the future of the NHL schedule, and we're going to talk more about the Winter Olympics that are currently going on in Beijing, China, but today we're going to talk about one of our sponsors, and that is Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. The Florida Panthers, as I said maybe once already in this podcast, they don't play for another nine days when they face off against the Carolina Hurricanes on Wednesday, February 16th, which will be a nationally televised game. Awesome uh, for this team that they're getting the praise that they deserve. But... This, um, I want to talk a little bit more about what I'm looking forward to because there is going to be hockey played, of course. There are the Florida Panthers as far as postponements. They they were very lucky that they haven't had as many postponements as some of the other teams around the NHL. And their games even tonight. And hockey is already going to be back uh, for for other teams. And I'm going to list a few teams that I'm really looking forward to watching in the next few weeks before before the Florida Panthers do 
eventually make their way back um, to, to, to action. Number one is the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, a division rival for the Panthers. Their points percentage is higher than the Tampa Bay Lightning right now at 726. And I've been looking at points percentage more than the actual points. Um, and what is Toronto going to look like as they try to make up their games and try to catch up in the standings against the Panthers? As Times said on this show, they still haven't played each other. They don't play each other until March. So I want to see a little bit. This gives me an opportunity to watch the Toronto Maple Leafs more uh, when while the Florida Panthers get ready to play again. Another team, the Carolina Hurricanes, who the Toronto Maple Leafs will be facing off against. The Carolina Hurricanes will be playing some games before they face off against the Panthers. So the Panthers are going to have a few weeks rest while the Carolina Hurricanes already have games under their belt played and they're going to be in game more in game shape. I mean, the Florida Panthers will be in game shape. I mean, these are professionals we're talking about, but they will be how much rust is the Florida Panthers are the Florida Panthers going to have when they face the Carolina Hurricanes? and the Carolina Hurricanes are going to be more fresh um, coming, coming into this game because they'll have some game action uh, under them. The other team is the Colorado Avalanche. That's another team that I'm looking forward to watching uh, because that's still a team that the Florida Panthers are kind of chasing when it comes to the president's trophy. And I know there are some who don't care whether they get the president's trophy or not. Uh, that's uh, to each his own, but that, that, that's something that I'm looking kind of forward to seeing, like, how are they, what's, what's it going to look like for the Panthers um, in, in that race for the president's trophy. Another team, division rival Tampa Bay Lightning. They'll they'll be facing uh, this week against those same Colorado Avalanche team that I just named. Um, they'll be having a back-to-back on Thursday and Friday against Colorado and Arizona, um, and then having a few days off facing New Jersey and then having another week off before uh, before the, uh, the Olympic break is over. So they'll have some games to uh, make up as well. And the other team, the other team that I'm looking forward to, the last one that I am looking forward to watching throughout the week and a half that the Florida Panthers will be off is the Edmonton Oilers. The Between now and the time that the Florida Panthers play again, the Edmonton Oilers will be playing five games in that span. What what do the Edmonton Oilers and the Florida Panthers, what does that have to do in relation to the Florida Panthers? It's the points race in the in the NHL. Jonathan Huberdeau's right now is leading the points race right now for the NHL. But the uh, Edmonton Oilers will be playing, like I said, their five games. They have a back-to-back starting Tuesday, Wednesday. They have a back-to-back next Monday, um, on next Monday and Tuesday. And they'll have a, they'll have a, be having a game uh, next Friday, this Friday against uh, the New York Islanders as well. So what's the point race going to look like for the Edmonton Oilers? And, of course, the drama surrounding that team as well for – the Edmonton Oilers as well as they went on a big losing streak. The the what's going to happen with the coach Dave Tippett? What's going to happen with uh, Leon Drysaddle and Connor McDavid? Are, are there going to be more rumors speculating on their futures as well for the team? So that's something to kind of that's a storyline to look at in this week and a half. So I listed all the teams that the to, that I'm looking forward to watching, but I also want to also promote 
and make sure and talk about the Olympics, the upcoming, the the current Olympics that are going on right now in China. Um, the women's uh, team, the USA team, and Canada are both undefeated. They've won three games in dominating fashion. All three of those games were were not even close for for both USA and Canada. But there is a little bit of a controversy um, that happened overnight in their in Canada's game against the Russian Olympic Committee where there's an hour delay based on COVID-19 results and everyone was coming out in masks uh, onto the ice, not waiting. And Canada reportedly stayed in their locker room with just waiting for the results. And this was everything that the NHL was afraid of when it came to sending their players over to China for the Olympics. And the fact that they played this game, I think it should have been, uh, I feel like there's so much uncertainty with with the test results and what could happen. And that's a scary situation from what I read. Uh, Canada did eventually win that game, um, and they're undefeated. Uh, like I said, USA is also undefeated as, as well. Uh, Brianna Decker uh, is out for the remainder of the tournament um, with an ankle injury. So first-line center for the USA women's team. And she's not going to be able to face off against Canada and showcase because this is a bitter rivalry. Of course, it goes without being said. Um, they face off against each other in the Pyeongchang Olympics in 2018, which USA eventually won gold in that one. So it, it's, it's going to be an intense uh, matchup for sure for um, USA and Canada. And that game will be actually tonight at 1110 uh, Eastern. Um, but also, if you happen to miss the game, uh, you could also watch it on demand uh, on your own time when when the next day if you're if you're able to and the link will be posted on the bottom of the description of this episode um, so that you could click the link and then sign up sign in with your TV provider so that you could catch the the game on your own time if you want to to watch some some hockey um, on your own time because hey some some people get to work at home and they have the dates to themselves and there's not any live action so it's like hey. Let me watch this on my own time. So that that's an that's a great opportunity that NBC Sports is providing, and uh, and and so the the fan get like like yourself and myself gets to gets to do that if we're unable to stay up overnight because some people like myself have a day job outside of this. So um, so it's gonna be a fun matchup. I, I just wish it wasn't at eleven uh, p.m. Um, Eastern um, and having overnight for this big of a matchup between USA and Canada, but it, it's going to be exciting. And we we have as they uh, both of them head to the medal rounds, and we're we're getting one step closer, and also one step closer to the men's Olympic tournament going on. So we'll we'll be we'll be discussing both the women's and the men's and this this week on Lockdown Panthers and everything around the NHL. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing. Please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Bets. Your one-stop shop for all things betting. Lockdown Bets. Hosted by Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to Lockdown Bets Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Summer so Wanda Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast.
part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day.